Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Good evening. Please take a moment to silence your cell phone and all electronic devices. And if you're joining us on live stream, please share this post now so more people can participate. Today is the third Sunday of Lent. As we begin this Mass, celebrated by Father Walt, please stand and greet those around you. Welcome everyone, and welcome everyone joining us. I have no idea what this means, just so you all know, by live stream and podcast, okay? So we're thinking about you all and praying for all those of you who are at home, and certainly all of us here tonight pray for everybody, you know, with this darn illness going around, this virus, so pray for everybody who's been affected or infected by it, and it's just good to come together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. And let us all just call to mind any way we might have sinned. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Oh, my 
Almighty God, have mercy on us all, forgive us and heal us and bring us all together one day to everlasting life. Amen. My friends, let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness that we who are bowed down by our conscience may be also lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord, saying, Is this, is the Lord in our midst or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only the difficult ones, one dies for a just person. Though perhaps for a good person, one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth, plant it deep in us, shape and fashion us in your be with you. We have a reading this evening from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you don't even have a bucket, and this cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. 
The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I not, may not be thirsty or having to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, I found this story in, in Commonweal magazine, and I think it's very appropriate for the Samaritan woman, if you will, that we just heard about in the gospel for today. So this was an essay that was in Commonweal magazine in October of 18. Um, and this woman, Nancy Fitzgerald, she writes about being a part of a pilgrimage uh, to went, we've all heard of St. Coleman's Parish, most of us probably on West 65th Street. Well, St. Coleman is from Ireland, and there's a well there referred to as St. Coleman's Well uh, in Ireland. And so this woman, Nancy Fitzgerald, went on this pilgrimage, and it'll make sense as I go through it, to this particular well. And it's, it's way up in the Bahrain Mountains in, in the west of Ireland. So before beginning their trek up this mountain to the well, their guide instructed the, the, the half a dozen pilgrims to choose a stone, pick up a stone with sharp edges, he said, to take with them on the climb. And as they trudged across the slabs of, of limestone and shale, the guide said, now slide your hand in your pocket, finger your ragged stone with you, while you think of the, rugged, the jagged stones in your own life. Consider the thing that really makes you crazy, irritates you, confounds you, frustrates you, holds you back. And while you're doing that, as you walk across the burren, pay attention to everything. Just watch and listen. As she walked, the stone that Nancy thumbed in her pocket became my daughter-in-law, she wrote, once beloved, now caught in a swirling maelstrom of marriage that ended, but still seems to linger on. 
It was the years of misunderstandings and the tears that she shed for Katie, the little girl that the marriage produced. It was fear and dread over what would become of that child and frustration over my inability to do anything about it. It was long nights of anxiety. It was sorrow for my firstborn son. My heart was aching for his broken heart. So Nancy and her fellow pilgrims, all carrying their own stones, trudged on up the mountain. And they finally came to the well of St. Coleman and the cave where the monk lived and the stone altar where the saint prayed and celebrated Mass. At the gurgling pool of cold, clear water, the guide told them, now take your stone, take your worries and your fears and your anxieties and cast them into the well. And Nancy and her travel companions popped their stones in the pool and then blessed themselves with the water. She remembers long before St. Patrick ever set foot in Ireland, the pagan Celts, and this is something I've spoken about before, the pagan Celts who preceded, obviously, Patrick, the pagan Celts believed that their island was a thin place, a holy place, where the veil between heaven and earth, time and eternity, disappears. It seemed to disappear that great morning, she said, as we headed back, silent and now unburdened. My pocket was empty, the stone was gone, and my worries disappeared too, at least for a while. I prayed prayers of gratitude. I prayed for my ex-daughter-in-law and for my son and for their child. I prayed for healing. I think we all prayed for healing, washed in the waters of Colmont's Mock Dock's holy well. So as we heard in Ireland about a pilgrim woman going to the, the well of St. Colman and dealing with the anxiety over her broken family and finds a place there to move on in peace. At another well, 2,000 years before that, we heard Jesus in the gospel tonight and the Samaritan woman, she finds the grace to pull her own life together and as you can imagine, Jesus is present in both of these women. Jesus accompanies Nancy Fitzgerald in the prayer she offers while tweaking up that rock that was in her pocket at Baron Bernin. And Christ is the stranger who gently nudges the Samaritan woman to see her life with new hope and new peace. The grace to start over is also our grace. If we're humble enough to confront our limitations and our culpability and wise enough to realize God's constant presence and invitation to return to him. I think it fits very appropriately the story of her going to Ireland and the Samaritan woman. And I think it's equally true what she says, you know, the good Lord, just as he called those two, calls all of us as well. And, you know, what better time than in this crazy time that we live in right now with this coronavirus and all of that goes with that, um, just trying to deal with it. Um, it's just a good reminder that in all that we do, you know, we don't walk alone. So as I've told you before, my favorite words at times like this are, 
Be not afraid. I am with you always. The greatest one I use all the time is Jesus, I trust in you. And also the words that Jesus told St. Paul, you know, my grace is enough for you. And I really believe all that is true. My grace is enough for you. And we truly never really walk alone. The Lord walks with us. Well, let us all stand together and pray together, if you will, with me, the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us join this evening all of our prayers to these prayers of intercession. For the Church, that we may be a source of living water for all who thirst for meaning and purpose in their lives, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For a deepening of prayer in our lives, that we may find ways to make room for God and spend time in prayer and reflection during these coming weeks, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For government leaders, healthcare workers, and for all those laboring to contain the coronavirus and to safeguard the elderly and other vulnerable people, may Christ's strength and peace reign in the midst of suffering and fear. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. Let us continue to pray for all who are sick and most in need of our prayers, for their families and for the souls of those who have lost their lives. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For all who have died, especially James Kickle, and for those who passed away recently, including Edward Profancic, James Casserly, and Jerry Skrovic, that they may be embraced in the living waters of God's presence. We pray to the Lord. Lord and for all those serving in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and elsewhere, for the families of those soldiers who were killed there this week and last week some more, and for all those who are, you know, recovering from the experience of being at war, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear us tonight, the prayers we bring, the prayers we present to you uh, to help us to deal with this <coughs> coronavirus and just for all those people who are suffering because of it, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Please join us in singing, uh, Oh God, You Search Me and You Know Me, number 213 in Choose Your Christ. together that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands, for the grace and glory of his name, for our good and mother's holy church. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings, and grant that we beseech pardon, that we, who beseech pardon for our own sins, may take care to forgive our neighbor, through Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And, with your and lift up your hearts. Let us all give thanks to the Lord our God. And it is truly right and just, our duty and salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For when he asked the Samaritan woman for water to drink, he had already created the gift of faith within her, and so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled in her the fire of divine love. And so we too give you thanks, Lord, and with the angels we praise your mighty deeds as we acclaim. Lord, and you are the font of all holiness. 
Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and he entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. And then in a similar way, when the Last Supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held all of us worthy to be here this evening in your presence to minister to you. Humbly, we pray, partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus, we may be gathered into one by his Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, your people spread throughout the world, Bring her to the fullness of charity with Francis, our Pope, with the bishops, the clergy, religious, and with all of your faithful people. Remember your servant Jim, for whom we celebrate this Mass, our parishioners who have recently passed away, and all of our loved ones, and we certainly all have them, family, friends, members of this parish who have fallen asleep and died in your mercy. Welcome them all into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, St. Basil, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. at our Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from everything that is evil. Graciously grant peace in our own times, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and Lord Jesus, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. My friends, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And let us, without shaking hands or hugging, do a sign of peace. Behold him who takes away the sins of this world, and how blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, in the communion song number 291 in Choose Christ. Take up your cross.
Everyone knows, but if you don't, the, um, the bishops in the state of Ohio for all the diocese have kind of waived the responsibility to attend Mass on weekends um, during this coronavirus deal, okay? So it's not any kind of sin if you don't come to Mass. You can pray at home. Um, it's probably the, a good thing to do. And if, you're, you know, if you happen to pick up a cold or the flu, Obviously, don't come to church. Um, if I catch the flu from one of you, I'll find you, wherever you go. <laughs> and I'll try not to give it to anyone, too. 
no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know the difference. Um, but um, so if you, you know, if you find yourself, and of course, you know, if you have some compromising health issues, it's probably best that you don't come. Um, that'd be a good thing. Uh, and then during the week, there's absolutely nothing going on here. So if you want to play cards or anything, give me a call. Um, <laughs> thank God for my Kindle, you know. So. Um, and all the weddings that are coming up, that'll keep me out of trouble. Um, but there's no, so even if it's like the uh, widower's breakfast, everything is canceled, okay? Either on the grounds, off the grounds, wherever. And that's in response, obviously, to the governor's request. So I, I think that's good advice. I think it's good to try and contain this whole thing as best you can. So I think that's the goal, and I think it's a, a worthy goal. Um, I don't know what else is here. And so there will be no um, Monday evening prayer here. You know, we're having the masses, but we're not having Monday evening prayer. Um, oh, and then the final thing is, you get an opportunity to participate in helping the diocese uh, select the next pastor. So you can fill out an online survey at basilthegreat.org. If you don't have a computer, there are purple hard copies of the survey at all the exit, and then you can at all the exits to the church, and you can send it in. So um, that would be a good thing to do. I'd invite our extraordinary minister to come forward for communion to the homebound, and let us stand, please, and pray. Oh God, you are the author of every mercy and of all goodness. That's the wrong prayer. Okay. <laughs> See, back in the day, I would have just read it. No one would have known the difference, but, you know, I'm kind of past all that. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still here on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come about, may come to true completion through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us bow our heads and ask for God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may God look upon you and your family with kindness and gift you with peace. And may our good and gracious God bless and keep you all and keep you healthy and safe in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we go in peace to love and serve the Lord and one another. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.